For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, we're back with uh, Walt Mueller. Uh, Walt has been giving us advice uh, on dealing with uh, the topic of pornography as uh, youth workers dealing with this with students and then parents uh, dealing with their children. Um, and yesterday we kind of ended saying, you know, this needs to be an ongoing discussion. And on Monday we talked about, you know, getting children ministries involved and youth ministries and, you know, flooding parents with information uh, about this. And so the question today, Walt, is, you know, uh, since we, we do hear a lot about pornography and student ministry, and again, you know, some of that is just the statistics we were, we were talking about, um, do, do you think there, there's a danger of talking about pornography too much? Um, do you think there's a point in which all of this talk on pornography just kind of becomes white noise, um, you know, to youth workers, to parents, uh, to students? I mean, I've said before, you know, I get sick of talking about pornography, but I, I feel compelled to and feel that I need to. But do you think there's a point where it's just too much? That's a good question. And, you know, I don't know that there's a yes or no answer to that. Um, you know, as you're asking that, I'm thinking about that quite a bit. And certainly, so the, so the, the, the let me answer it this way. Let me start by answering it this way. Who's talking about sex and sexuality in our world? Hmm. That's true. And how much are they how much are they talking about it? That's and so, yeah, good good point. Well, and I say, you know, I tell youth workers all the time and parents, your kids are living in a culture in a world that is filled with ambient sexual noise and messaging. And the basic message that's coming through is when it comes to sex and sexuality and this is not new certainly been a part of our culture for almost 30 years, maybe more, uh, but it's more pervasive, is you can do whatever you want, wherever you want, however you want, whenever you want, with whomever you want. And I don't, you know, the culture is, has been preaching that message 24-7, and now with the advent of the internet, we have access to these messages that much more. You think about marketing, four to 10,000 marketing messages a day that teenagers see, and I would say, I've heard this term, you know, the drip effect, that this constant drip, 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 dripping, it does become, like you said, white noise. Maybe you get used to it. Uh, that's not a good thing. I think we need to be aware of it. And maybe you get so used to it that it becomes the very fabric of, of your life because that's where you live. You're that fish in that fishbowl that's swimming in that water and you don't even know that it's there. And I think this is a huge issue for Christians, for adults, and for teenagers, it's for everybody, that this is what shapes us. And when you think about teenagers and how vulnerable they are to these cultural messages, because, you know, two of the main tasks of adolescence are identity formation, who am I, and then worldview formation, what are the beliefs that I will assimilate into my life that will inform or, or you know, yield behaviors. Then I have to say, 
look, if they're talking about it 24-7, maybe we need to talk about it some more. And I remember, John, I mean, I've been doing youth ministry since before you were born. Um, <laughs> I, I believe. I believe. So, you know, I started early. On. What year were you born? 1980. Oh, yeah, I was doing youth ministry before you were born. So, <laughs> And I remember there was this movement movement in the youth ministry world where we were telling each other, hey, we got to stop talking about drugs, sex, and rock and roll. We talk about it too much. I don't think we've talked about those things enough. Wait, I'm and, sorry. I'm sorry. What's rock and roll? I'm just kidding. So yeah, I can yeah. I can resist. Uh, you, need to, you need to expand your horizons there. Um, now keep going. That's a good point. Yeah. What's that? I said keep going. I, I interrupted. That's a good point. No, that's all right. You you just interrupted again. Um, <laughs> it's well fun with that. Um, yeah, I just think we've. T- I don't know that we've talked about these things enough because the cultural is, the culture is speaking this cultural narrative for you know, for so long around the clock that it does affect us. It becomes part of the air we breathe and therefore it, it affects, it, it shapes our, our beliefs and our behaviors. So I think we need to talk about it some more now. Do maybe, maybe we need to change the, the forums that we speak in so that we change the audience. And that's where I, I go back to what we said in, our, in an earlier podcast, that we need to be equipping parents with this. And I also think everybody else on the church staff needs to be talking about it. And I would say that one of the greatest needs is uh, a need to talk about biblical sexuality from the pulpit. Hmm. Yes. And call out uh, the foolishness of the cultural narrative where foolishness exists. And to be very blunt about that. And you'll get pushback because there are people who sit in the pews, Christian people who will think you're going too far. But, you know, that's where I think we need to to put our necks on the line and, and speak about and see, these things. And the reality is, I'm jumping in on you here, but, but I want to agree with that 100%. I mean, one, if you're expositorily preaching through Scripture, you will come across this issue and have points of application here. But the reality is, if parents are talking about this in the home, then it's less controversial to mention it from the pulpit. Um, and so, right. absolutely, it's got it's got to be um, spoken of uh, from the pulpit. And we've got to, yeah, you know, we've got to talk about this. And yeah, you know, is, is your well, I guess first, do you want to react to that at all? Well, you know, it just as something I'm thinking about here is that. I know it's not happening in our churches the way that it should. And the way I know that is, is anecdotally, obviously, but for, I'll give you an example. You know, two, two of the last speaking engagements I had were to go into communities and speak on biblical sexuality and pornography to kids. In one situation before I spoke to the kids, and this was at a church that had a larger youth ministry staff. They had people both on a high school staff and a middle school staff. This is, so this is a church that's committed to youth ministry, and they've got the resources to be committed to youth ministry, and they've got a lot of kids. And before I spoke to the students, I asked the question. I said, you know, what have you taught them so far? And these youth workers had been there for some time, and I was stunned when they said, we haven't talked about these things. I mean, to me, that I don't know how you can, and I don't know why they haven't, you know, if there's been pushback, if they just haven't thought it's important. And, and these were good folks, you know, people who are, you know, really doing some great things in youth ministry. 
I don't know the dynamics of how they got to that point, whether it was fear or pushback or ignorance or, or whatnot. But I'm thinking, how can you not? And another situation, when I was done, I had some parents come to me and they said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Nobody's talking about this to our kids. Biblical sexuality, that is. So if the drip effect exists with a cultural narrative, don't you think a response would be to deliberately exercise the drip effect with a biblical narrative? Mm -hmm. So simple things like, you know, maybe what we need to do is move out of just saying, hey, this Sunday night we're talking about pornography and sexuality. Next Sunday night we're talking about pornography. This next Sunday is to look for those opportunities throughout the course of our day, just our daily comings and goings in life, where the culture is sending a message, either visually or textually, about sex and sexuality, and we point that out, and then we do what Jesus did, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount. Now, he was not addressing cultural issues, but he was addressing widely held beliefs of, you know, life lived under the law, where in the Sermon on the Mount he would say, and I'm sure he did this elsewhere, you have heard it said that, but I tell you. And so what we want to do is step in and speak prophetically and say, look at what that's saying. Now here's, you know, the I tell you. Here's another way of looking at it and bring the light of the gospel to bear on that and trust God's spirit to bring about the results that God's spirit needs to bring about. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's good. And as you're, you're continuing to talk about this drip, drip, drip effect of um, the culture and how it's really... I mean, it's, it's desensitized us to kind of what, what's shocking. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about what is just normal. Uh, you know, when you turn on just network television, you know, not even the HBOs or, you know, Netflix or, or whatever, you know, just what's on NBC, CBS, ABC. I mean, I was talking to somebody recently just about, you know, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I mean, that's, um, you know, tame. That's no big deal. So many people just tune in and watch yeah. that and discuss it and, you know, that actors or not actors, real people are fornicating on that show. You know, of course they're not showing it. Um, they shut the door. Um, but that, that's, that's happening and that's just become normal and common to us. And so I know me even bringing this up, people will laugh at that and just think, John, that's, you know, just ridiculous that you would even kind of bring that into this discussion. Um, but, but I think it is, you know, again, it's a, this a drip, drip, drip effect that you're talking about where we grow callous, uh, to some of the things that should shock us. Um, so you, you want to react to that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, let me interrupt you there because you brought up The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And uh, I don't think you're crazy at all on that, John, because that right there is a perfect example. I mean, I run into so many people, Christian people, who are embracing that show, can't miss that show, they're watching that show, and kids as well, and of course there's parental example there, and I'm thinking to myself, this, is, this, this could be one of the most dangerous shows out there because it's rewriting the script, it's normalizing a script that is anything but the biblical script for, you know, love, sex, and marriage. And we accept it and and I find this cavalier attitude that ah it's no big deal and I try I mean even on some of the youth ministry forums I've seen some youth workers go back and forth on hey did you see this last night or you know like and it just it's just and that's not common understand that but when I see it I'm thinking 
what are you thinking or what are we thinking when this is, you know, what we pursue? So, you know, when you talk about sex and sexuality and you're talking about sexual brokenness, you really are pushing back on yourself in some big ways. I mean, we're, look, every time I talk about it, I'm talking to me. Hmm. And absolutely. Yeah. So. And we've got to, I mean, I think you're wise to bring that up. You've heard that it was said, but I tell you, I mean, again, Christ was speaking to a culture where, you know, things began to get normalized, certain things. And he was, you know, pushing back, but I tell you. And so we've got to, as, as Christians, as leaders in the church, youth workers, uh, whomever, I mean, we've got to be analyzing the culture and shining a light on issues that are becoming normal. And we're going to be fools for (laughs) in the eyes of the world and in the eyes of some Christians, um, because we've got to uh, push back on what, what has uh, become uh, normal um, for sure. Um, So again, just, uh, yeah, some, some, some good wisdom there, some good words. Uh, Walt, anything else you want to add as we close this out? No, I just think, you know, um, take the temperature of your kids. Take the temperature of the culture that they're living in and get a sense of what the temperature reading is in terms of how much they're hearing and what they're hearing. And and speak at the same level, with the same frequency, with a truth. Hmm. That's good. And then one last thing to mention, I meant to say this just then, was um, you saying how you're talking to yourself anytime you um, discuss this. I mean, we, we have to continue to pray for humility in this area. I mean, as Christ uh, raised the bar, so to speak, on our understanding of lust and uh, adultery, you know, and uh, lusting um, is, is ultimately, you know, um, adultery uh, in our hearts. And so um, seeing ourselves as sexually broken people, people who struggle with with all sorts of uh, sexual issues. And so asking the Lord to expose those in our own hearts, uh, to show those, reveal those to us, and take those to the cross and repent of those. Um, so remaining uh, humble as we talk about this is vital for sure. Uh, Walt, thanks again. Thank you, John.